0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Perdomo, a strike away from a shutout. The pitch home. Got him looking. Slider right down the middle. It's an 8-0 shutout of the Cincinnati Reds as the Brewers come to the Queen City of Ohio, and they sweep the Reds. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee. With Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Foley.
1: What a game, what a series. The Brewers go into Cincinnati, sweep the three-game set, when you look at it as one big series, the four before the All-Star break and the three after the seven straight, they end up taking uh, four of seven, so they win the overall seven-game series, and the Brewers have now extended their lead in the National League Central over the Reds to seven games. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pawley. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting in to the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line eight five five six one. Six one six twenty. That's eight five five six one six one six twenty. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air is how you get in contact with me. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, alongside. I just want to start with this real quick. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat guilty of this because when, when the Brewers lost three out of four against Cincinnati going into the All Star break, it it really felt like the Reds had grabbed a lot of momentum and they were going to make this thing a race. Think about how you felt on that Sunday of going into the All-Star break where the Brewers had just lost three out of four and this thing looked like it was going to turn into a race. And then amazingly, a week later, we're talking again and the Brewers have extended the lead to seven games. Sometimes when you get stuck in the moment in a 162-game baseball season, you're not able to step back. And I can be as guilty of this as anybody and really recognize that Things are going to be okay, and uh, we've seen the Brewers struggle in series before the All-Star break before. They've played a ton of games uh, going into the All-Star break. They look like a revived, rejuvenated team here over the last few days, and this was a really, really big series. With that, we'll bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, and Augie, this is uh This is kind of a statement series from the Brewers to take on a Reds team that had all the momentum after what they did last weekend. And not only do they win the series, they end up sweeping the series, and they end up taking four out of seven overall. This is quite the performance from the crew.
2: Well, first thing I'm going to say, Matt, is guilty as charged. You were you did say that, but you know what? It all came down to what we talked about at the end of the first half is how are they gonna rebound? What's gonna happen at the with that first series in Cincinnati? We said that Cincinnati was trying to make a statement saying that, you know, this this division is not over yet. But the Brewers went in and they just played great baseball. When you look at how dominant the way they were in the in the series, they outscored them twenty seven to ten, they out hit them thirty eight to, to sixteen. And some of the impressive things that we, we have to to talk about. They had... They had eight players have a total of 12 multi-hit games in a three-game series. That is so unusual, and uh, it's just a matter of guys going out and eight different players being able to do it, so you know it's just not certain players in your lineup doing it. But offensively, was a question, were they going to score some runs? How were they going to score some runs? And I'll tell you what, the, this for first three-game series, going 12 for 36 with runners in scoring position, scoring the runs, coming up with big hits, and doing it with a... Many different players in that lineup and in that in in the in the in this lineup each and every day was pretty special for this ball club
1: yeah well and let's let 's focus in on one specifically and we 've got a lot to get to between now and five o'clock but how about the series for Willie Adamas? 8 of 13, 2 home runs, 7 RBIs, 6 runs, 3 walks. I mean, that was, that is, that's, we've seen him do incredible things since the moment he first put on a Brewer's uniform, but those kind of numbers in a 3-game series are nothing short of ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and when you see that, he's been here since May 22nd, he has 37 RBIs, and, you know, you look at what the team has done since he's been here, to 35 and 16, and, you know, just what he does, it's not only what he, what he does in the field and he's really been the spark plug in the, and has taken over the control as the captain in that infield uh, by the way he plays and the way he goes about the energy he has each and every day. But it's on the offensive side. Uh, he gets a ball up and away from him. He understands that when runners are on base that he's got to hit the ball up the middle of the opposite. You make a mistake there, make a mistake on the inside part of play. He steals fast enough or quick enough on the inside part of the plate where he can pull his hands in and drive the ball. But, uh, you know, what he is doing, I don't think anybody anybody that thought that when he came over was going to have that kind of offensive output. But I'll sure, sure tell you that he's really seen the ball well. He looks relaxed. He's enjoying himself. And I think it's just the whole team as one really nice and loose, playing loose, and going up and having fun. And Willie Adamas has a lot to do with that.
1: Eight runs on 11 hits for the Brewers. Corbin Burns, a career high, eight in the third innings, was so close to getting a complete game. Uh, just some plays could not be made behind him in the ninth inning. But all in all, fantastic victory today for the Brewers, winning 8 nothing. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me at Matt on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The Brewers get an 8-0 win in Cincinnati. They sweep the series, and their lead in the division has risen to seven games over Cincinnati. We'll continue on in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Burns has his sign from Peeney. They're going away. And the 2-2. A swing and a foul held onto by Manny Pena, and that's a
1: strikeout. Eight nothing Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. Welcome back into Brewers X innings. Brewers sweep the three game series. They have a seven game cushion right now in the National League Central. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join the program, eight five five six one six one six twenty, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line, or tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. Coming into this game, the Brewers bullpen situation was not great. Devin Williams went on the injured list yesterday. Brad Boxberger had to come out of the game uh, with mm. a shoulder issue yesterday. Uh, all but two pitchers were used in yesterday's game, uh, and they were taxed. It was very much a taxed bullpen. And today was a day where the Brewers really needed a deep start from their starter, and they got that and more. Corbin Burns, eight and a third innings, five hits, all singles, 12 strikeouts, one walk. He could have gone the distance, had some plays been made behind him in the ninth inning, but eventually pitch count got the best of him as he is at 108 pitches. That does not take a thing away from the game he had today. And, Augie, one of the things I always really appreciate from starting pitchers are days like today where you go into it, you know the bullpen is short, you know that you you got to do whatever you can do to help protect the bullpen, and you have performances like that today from Burns. That was that was nothing short of a special, special day today for Corbin Burns.
2: Yeah, you know, you look at, at you know, he talks much about Woody as being a warrior and going out, and he's going to take his stuff. He has all great stuff, and he's going to go right after you. I, you talk about Corbin Burns, and I've been trying to think of a different. I thought of an artist because he paints the corners, but it really is a surgeon. A surgeon, He goes out there and really slices the corners uh, and does such a nice job. I'm going to give you three innings and what he did in the three innings today. You just know how special this. Is Matt. In the second inning, he had a seven-pitch seven pitch, uh, uh, inning. He only threw two, bo- two balls in that inning. He got three ground outs. In the third inning, he had three Ks. He threw 11 pitches. He had one ball. In the seventh inning, he threw six pitches, had one ball with one K. You take those three innings, you take three innings of pitching right there, you have 24 pitches, you got four punch-outs, and you only throw a total of four four balls that were considered balls in the balls and strikes. So you look at those three things, the way he was being able to command the strike zone, locate the pitches, take an aggressive, a very good hitting, Cincinnati Red Ball Club, and really dominate, staying away from one two uh two one counts three three oh counts he had a couple three three oh counts especially when he had a walk and maybe a couple others but i'll tell you what you talk about a guy who really dominated the corners located all his pitches and used all his pitches i tell you what you did you can't see anything finer than the game that was pitched by corbin burns
1: yeah it was it, it was a special day and um did did you think he changed like I, I feel funny asking this question because the, the strikeout total was still there. And what you just alluded to, it, if you're a strikeout pitcher, generally you are going to throw more pitches than a pitch-to-contact kind of pitcher. And for him to be under 100 pitches through eight with the strikeout total for where it was at, and he, he finishes with 12 strikeouts. Um, but did you think he did anything different today to keep that pitch count low?
2: Uh, I think what I think when he's starting to learn, and, and as you go along as a pitcher, you learn that you know what I'm going to pitch to contact early in the count, and uh, that means what can he do? He's got that good two seam fastball. He's got that great cut fastball. Then he can throw down in his zone on the corners, on the inside corner. He cuts the plate on both sides of both sides of strike zone, and I think you can get that early contact, and that's what he did today. I think he had I think he had six or seven hitters or some around that area where he got single-pitch contacts. And then when you talk about a guy who gets that single-pitch contacts then has 12 strikeouts, you say, well, boy, he's going to get up to 100 pitches in in a hurry. But it's those single pitches where he's able to make that good pitch with that good sinking fastball or a good cut fastball on the outside side corner and getting that ground ball and a weak fly ball, that's, that's really where he is starting to get in sync with it and understand that, you know what, it's not about me going in and trying to strike out the guy from pitch one, it's me going and pitching the contact and then later in the count when I do get that opportunity and get ahead, I'm going to put him away with my great stuff and I'll tell you what, he did an excellent job at that today.
1: Mike in Colorado texting in on the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Said, fabulous win. Burns was awesome. Too bad the air messed up his complete game chance. Said, um, where are the Brewers ranked in total team strikeouts? I believe he's asking specifically about total team pitching strikeouts. And the Brewers are number one in Major League Baseball. The Milwaukee Brewers with 954 strikeouts from their pitching staff this year. They lead the Los Angeles Dodgers by a pretty solid margin the Dodgers sitting at 933 the Brewers at 954 so the Brewers are the number one uh, strikeout unit in terms of their pitching that's starting and relief pitching but the Brewers with 954 strikeouts from their pitchers so far this year that ranks number one in Major League Baseball Brewers get the win over the Reds today 8-0 they sweep the three-game series, and we continue to break this thing down. We'll talk about what the Brewers did from an offensive standpoint. Also, Christian Yelich, after a nice game yesterday, he follows that up with another multi-hit today. That includes him hitting a home run. What does this mean for Yelich moving forward? We'll discuss coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The 3-1 Swing, a line drive into right, Taylor coming on, slides and makes the catch. Back to first goes Jonathan India. Vado hit it right on the screws, but Tyrone Taylor...
1: Good one for the Brewers today, 8 nothing over Cincinnati. They sweep the three-game series. They take four of seven in the seven straight between uh, the two teams before and after the All-Star break. Welcome back into the program. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pawley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Another nice game for uh, Christian Yelich. As uh, Yelich goes out, gets a couple hits, hits a home run, Yesterday he had the big double in the 11th inning, uh, which was a big hit for him. He was right in the middle of uh, that win yesterday. So all of a sudden, Yelich on a modest three-game hit streak. He had uh, at least one hit in every game of the series. He hits the home run. Augie were... Three game, you know, four hits in three games, a single home run, uh, a double in the eleventh inning. Those are all nice things. Those don't fix everything that's going on with Yelich, but I think we can at least sit here and say it feels like he's starting to trend in the dire- uh, in the right direction. Especially when we're talking about a double yesterday, a home run today, what you really want to see more from Yelich is the extra base hits. And whether it's a double, whether it's a triple, whether it's a home run, whatever it might be, he's someone that you really want providing some damage at the plate. And when you're talking about damage, you're talking about extra base hits. And now we've seen extra base hits from him in consecutive games.
2: You know, Matt, we talked so much uh, about him, you know, is he struggling? What is he going to be? Are we going to see the Christian Yellow of past? And, you know, and, and a lot of times you and I have talked about saying that he's still in that struggling situation that he's in. But, you know, they've been pitching him really tough. And we've talked about that also, how they really pitch him tight on the inside part of plate, getting that, that fastball up above the hands. Very difficult for a left hand, left hand hitter to get to and then really put, playing with that outside part of play down and away on the corner with off speed stuff and then a fastball up and away sometimes very hard to handle. But I think what we've seen out of Christian in this, in this, in this three game series is a little bit more patience. Yes, he struggled at times. He, they got him out and made some really good pitches on him, on good quality pitches in, down and away, and that a good riding fastball up and away. But I'll tell you, the last two games last night on that double, that ball on the inside part of play was overplayed, wasn't in far enough. And I'll tell you what, he put a good swing on it. That fastball he got today from the – from the the reliever, Perez got a fastball over the middle plate, a good 95, 96 mile an hour fastball. Put a good swing on it. And the other night, he went the opposite way on a pitch away. He just went out, sucked the bat, and hit the ball the other way. So we're seeing things that he's starting to understand. Being patient, trying to stay away from be, getting too aggressive on the really good pitches that they make on him, and making the making the pitcher throw more pitches, and being ha- having that ability to get pitches a hit, and then taking advantage of them. I thought it was a very positive series for Christian Yelich.
1: And I don't want to make too much out of a three-game series, because we've all seen it where a struggling player has uh, had a nice series, but then it kind of ends there, and and they revert back to the way they were before. And and we hope that doesn't happen to Yelich, but is there a possibility of that happening? Absolutely. But you look... Augie, you look at the last you know year and a half for Yelich, and it's been mostly him struggling. You go back to last year. He's coming off the injury. You go into spring training. Stuff starts normal, and then we know everything that happened with the pandemic, the start and stop of spring training, the short and 60-game season, playing without fans in the stands. Then you go into an off season where it's still the pandemic. You come into spring training. This year's spring training was still somewhat weird because of things that are going on. You start the season. It's not yet full capacity. There's still odd things. Things going on, you get injured if you're yellow. You have a couple stints on the injured list. Finally, you get to the all star break, you get four days kind of away from things, and you start over again. To me, there's at least the possibility that's exactly what he needed. Things for the most part, and I know there's still a lot going on in this country when it comes to COVID, but things for the most part are back to normal. And you're coming off these four days off of the all star break, which is a good time just to take a big breath. Perhaps maybe that's exactly what Yelich needed, and this is the moment where normalcy kind of begins for him, and he looks like some version of the Christian Yelich of old.
2: I think that's a great comment, Matt. You know, you get away, just let your mind for a couple of days, just get away from it, because you know everybody knows how hard he was. He had been working on going back to the basics and and see where his problems were and. And uh, and being able to try to make some adjustments, get away for a few days, come back, you're a little refreshed, and you're going to have a little bit different approach. Uh, I just think that you know these, these pitchers understand that you know in order to get Christian Yelich out, you have to make good pitches, and you can't give into him. You can't make the mistake out over the plate; he'll get to those pitches, or you can't make a mistake up and away from him because he'll drive that ball the opposite way real well. And I, I agree with you. I think he just got it refreshed him a little bit. It got him in a state of mind that says, hey, you know what? I'm going to get a little bit more relaxed at the plate I'm going to work the count yes, some pitchers are going to make great pitches that's part of the baseball game but I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to work as hard as I can to to lay off sometimes those great pitches that are close maybe get them into a good good count a positive hitter's count and then get a good pitch and hit it And I think we saw that the last three days just a little bit more patience and that refreshing refreshing part of the All-Star break like you said Matt, I thought was a great point
1: one1620 That's the Accutem Mortgage Talk and Text Line where you can call or you can text. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to those coming up here in just a moment as we continue to discuss a great series for the Brewers as they sweep the Reds. They win today. Eight nothing. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. One two pitch. Swing and a miss. He strikes out India. Pena will throw to first to complete the strikeout as the pitch was down in the dirt on that curveball from Burns, and he strikes out the side. One, two, three.
1: Brewers get the win over the Reds. 8 nothing. the final score. They sweep the three-game series. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. You can join us by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's exactly what Jim and Hartland has done. Hey, Jim, you're on WTMJ. Hello? Jim, are you there? Yeah, you're on the air, Jim. Go ahead.
0: Okay. I would like to know when we are going to get back Lorenzo Cain and um, Travis Shaw.
1: You bet, Jim. Yeah, there's actually a little bit of news on each of those guys. So Lorenzo Cain is currently on a rehab assignment at AAA Nashville. He is going to th- – Sophia Min- uh, Minert from Valley Sports Wisconsin reported earlier today that he is going to play a complete nine-inning game tonight for Nashville. That is going to be his first nine-inning appearance on his rehab assignment. Uh, so what that would tell you is that he is very, very, very close to returning. I personally would be surprised if we see him in the Kansas City series Tuesday, Wednesday. I think he still may be a couple more days away from that. Uh, but certainly uh, we could see him back with the club this upcoming weekend when they match up against the Whites. Socks here at American Family Field. As far as Travis Shaw goes, he is continuing to improve. He's uh, he's starting to uh, swing the bat. The issue with Shaw is he is on the 60-day injured list. He's not on the 10-day injured list, so he is not going to be eligible to return until, uh, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but it's next month. It's in the month of August, so even if he is physically ready to go, he cannot return to the big league roster until six. 60 days have passed following him going on the injured list, so it's still going to be a little ways with Shaw, but that's going to give them the opportunity. He's going to get healthy. They'll send him on a rehab assignment. It could be a lengthy rehab assignment for Shaw. So He was struggling at the plate uh, when he first got injured, so it's not all a bad thing that with Shaw uh, you're able to get him down to AAA Nashville and probably play him there for an extended amount of time until that uh, that 60-day line comes up. And, And Augie specifically when it comes to Lorenzo Kane, and I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it another million more times if I uh, am allowed to continue to do what I've uh, what we do here. Uh, everything always tends to work out when it comes to baseball, when it comes to injuries, and when it comes to rosters. Very rarely do you have a situation where somebody's coming off the injured list and you just don't have a roster spot for them, but we got a text message from Doug earlier being concerned that... Uh, when when Lorenzo Cain is back, that that could cost Tyrone Taylor his roster spot uh, because of how many outfitters you're carrying. And as it sits right now, I think that's a legitimate concern because it's tough to see a scenario where all those outfitters are on the roster at the same time, plus a guy like Jace Peterson, who can play the outfield a little bit if you need him to. You can't take him off the roster. So as it sits right now, It's going to be a bit of a roster crunch when Lorenzo Cain is back. Maybe it's still going to be that way come this weekend, and maybe they're going to have to make a tough decision. Uh, But at the same time, it always feels like those things tend to kind of work themselves out
2: and I sure do I, I think more, having more players is always better than having not enough and when you know, look at the Lorenzo Cain situation and Tyrone Taylor uh, you can't argue with the job that Tyrone Taylor's done he's done an excellent job he has stepped up and you look, talk about a guy who had yet two two-hit games uh, in the three-game series against Cincinnati really swinging the bat well and does some nice things in the outfield but you know the one thing you want to do when you get Lorenzo Cain Lorenzo Cain and Bradley Jr. they're going to take care of center they're going to take care Center field, how much you play each one of them—that's going to be determined. But you got to play guys in the corner like a Christian Yelich and obviously El Garcia, who's really done everything for this club on the offensive side that he's done. It will be a little bit of a dilemma. But the one thing you can do—you always have that that ability to tell. To, Tyron Taylor—that how important he is to this ball club. That you can send him back and make sure that he's not sitting on the bench for a long period of time. That he's getting to play every day and he's getting the at bats because if it when the roster does ex- expand. Or someone does get injured, he's going to be ready to perform. You can't, you got to give a lot of credit to Tyrone and what he's done for this ball club and the way he approaches his job and, uh, he's working himself to be an everyday player or a guy, at least being a fourth outfielder. And, uh, uh, you talk about one of those guys that is special to this ball club. Uh, Tyrone Taylor is one of those guys.
1: Yeah, that's a good point and it's something that a lot of people aren't gonna to want to hear, that when Lorenzo King gets back, if all of a sudden Taylor's playing time is going to be reduced that much more, you know, I think I don't think it's a coincidence that As his playing time has gone up, his performance has gone up. To me, he is a guy who needs to be in the lineup playing every day. And if you're just giving him one at-bat per day with one or two starts a week, in some ways it feels like for him personally, there's more value to him being at AAA. Now, we can sit here and argue, well, is there more value to him playing more uh, for the Brewers? And maybe there is, but at the same time, You're not walking away from JBJ. You're not walking away from Lorenzo Cain. You're not walking away from Evisa Garcia, and you're not walking away from Christian Yelich. So that's going to uh, create uh, potentially a roster crunch. We'll see what that looks like when we get to that point. Brewers get the 8-0 win in Cincinnati. What did manager Craig Council think about today's game and the series overall? We'll find out next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Burns working on Mike Freeman, starting at shortstop today. For Kyle Farmer, the 0-2 pitch from Corbin Burns. Struck him out. High breaking ball that Burns got away with, but he strikes out Freeman for the second time. It's his sixth strikeout overall.
1: 8 nothing. Brewers get the win. They sweep at the Cincinnati Reds. Brewers' extra innings continues here on WTMJ. One of the signs of a good team is when... Somebody's got to step up. They do. They step up. And that may seem like a really, really simple thing. And I'm not trying to take a shot here at Sonny Gray whatsoever. Gray's coming off the injured list. Uh, he, he performed well for a while. But the Cincinnati Reds were in the exact same situation as the Milwaukee Brewers were today in terms of having uh, a compromised bullpen. Sonny Gray can't make it out of the fifth inning. Corbin Burns pitches into the ninth. To me... That's a really notable comparison between the two. And I think it's a really important thing to to mention about this Brewers team that more often than not, not 100% of the time, more often than not, when you really need someone to step up in a very specific kind of way, we see those players do so. And today they needed length from Corden Burns, and they got it. He pitched in the ninth inning. So that fact... One part of the team picking up another part of the team, one individual lifting up the team overall. Those are things that this Brewers team have done a lot of this year. Manager Craig Council talked about that just a few moments ago and discussed how uh, that 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 really is a big part of the way that
3: this team is winning. Yeah, I mean, this is you know this is why I think we're we're able to kind of put together good streaks is that. We, it's guys picking each other up. So our starting pitching has been able to really pick us up at times this year. Um, and on a day when we needed, you know, length from our starter, um, and it, it would really help us, uh, we got an unbelievable performance and unbelievable effort. So um, he, he was he was really, really good today. The first inning was, you know, he wasn't quite in sync the first inning. And then innings two through eight, it was – Really, two through nine, it was it was he was on cruise. Really, it was just every pitch executed um, ahead in the count, just just really, really good. Craig, it was mostly strikeouts and groundouts for Corbin today. What what do you think uh, was the key for him? What pitch was working the best? Well, it, I mean, it always starts with his cutter for sure. Um, you know that that's that's where it starts, and he was just locating it really well today, um, throwing it in the strike zone kind of change up, got going as the game went on um, to some of the lefties. The slider to the righties was good. So it was – he was uh, – or the breaking ball to the righties was good. So um, it, when when you have a day like that, it's every everything's working. What's enabled this team to play as well as it has away from home this year? I think y'all are, you're all tied or have the best road record in baseball now. Yeah, I, I – I, there's no – you know, you don't try to. There's not an explanation for that. You just you play good. You play a good baseball game, and and that, that's that's what happens. Um, you know that that's we we get into that all the time. Day game records, road records. It, it's it's just playing good baseball. Craig, how tricky were the decisions late with uh, with Corbin and the pitch count and the score and you know wanting him to to go the distance? Or yes, I mean it was. Well, I mean, you know, as he came in from the eighth, he's definitely going back out there. The ninth got a little long um, if we would have got, so if we got to a spot, I was going to hit for him. But, you know, we, we made some, made, made some outs there. And so he was, he was, he was doing it with such ease and, you know, the, the pitch counts every inning. I think 15 was the most pitches he had after the first inning. So he was just doing it with such ease and he, and he was executing so well. Um it, you know, even though he was, I think he was in the upper nineties or something going in there that inning, it didn't it didn't feel like it, right? So, um, that's that's where we were at with it. Um, you know, as when they got the bases loaded, it was it was just it was it was good enough. I mean, he had, he did his job that inning. He got a couple ground balls, just didn't work out. With Christians at bats last night and then the homer today and another hit, do you think that's something for him to build off of just to start the second half? Yeah, again, it's, you know, doing something to help us win. Um, You know, homers feel good for everybody. I don't care who you are. Nobody hates hitting homers. So um, that makes you feel good. But, you know, you can go up and down the roster this this series when you sweep and and people did good things and people helped us win. A lot of guys helped us win. So um, a lot of guys are off to a good start for the second half.
1: That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a few moments ago. How does it all go down? The Brewers come away with the 8-0 win. We're going back to the game with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Ready for this?
1: Fly ball. This? Deep right.
0: And this? Third deck.
1: Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauling. An 8-0 win for the Brewers. Corbin Burns on the mound for the Crew. Sonny Gray getting the start for the Reds. The Brewers would strike first in the first inning. Jace Peterson hit by a pitch, would steal second. Luis Arias gets a base hit. Runners on at first and third after Christian Yelich reaches on a fielder's choice where the out is made uh, at uh, at home, but uh, they were able to keep it going long enough in the rundown to get runners at second and third. Uh, then another uh, and then another base runner with Willie Adamas walking to load the bases. Rowdy Telez is hit by a pitch. It scores Luis Arias, makes it one nothing. Brewer still had the bases loaded, couldn't get anything more, but it is a one nothing game. They leave them loaded in the first turns out that was everything that Corbin Burns would need Uh, he threw a fair number of pitches through the first couple innings but then really locked in after that in the third inning he strikes out Mike Freeman he strikes out Sonny Gray and then he faces off against Jonathan India one-two pitch swing and a miss he strikes out India
0: Pena will throw to first to complete the strikeout as the pitch was down in the dirt on that curveball from
1: Burns and he strikes out the side one two three In the fourth inning, he gets Jesse Winker to fly out, so one out in the fourth. Still had not given up a hit, but that changes with Joey Votto at the plate.
0: 3-2 pitch. This is lined into right coming in and diving. Did he make the catch? No, he did not. Taylor almost was able to lay out and make that catch, but it short-hopped
1: his glove in right. The Reds, though, strand the runner in the fourth. It remains a 1-0 game. In the fifth inning, the Brewers get things going just a bit. They've been struggling against uh, Sonny Gray. Jace Peterson leads the inning off by striking out, but then Luis Arias, he gets a base hit, moves to second on a fielding error by Shogo Akiyama. After a Christian yell at strikeout, Willie Adamas walks the runners on at first and second. Rowdy Teles then walks, so that loads the bases for Tyrone Taylor. Bases are full of Brewers with two outs, and Tyrone Taylor at
0: the plate. Gray throws home. Swain and ground ball. Base hit left field. Urias is in. Adamas is going to come in and score. The throw goes behind to It's a two-run single for Tyrone Taylor. 3-0 Milwaukee. And they're not done. Next hitter, Jackie Bradley Jr. And now the payoff to JBJ. Swinging a line drive down the right field line fair. That's going to score a pair as telez is in. Taylor's going to score. JBJ digging for third. The relay won't happen. It's a two-run triple for
1: Jackie Bradley Jr. So back-to-back two-run hits from Brewers outfielders make it a 5-0 game. Ryan Hendricks would then come in as Sonny Gray's day was over. Hendricks would get the final out, but the Brewers would take a 5-0 lead. What happens in the bottom of the fifth inning when you really want to see the Brewers put up a zero? Well, that happens. Tucker Barnhart leads the inning off with a base hit. He's then uh, replaced on the bases by Shogo Akiyama, who reaches on a fielder's choice. Uh, Mike Freeman then strikes out. So two outs in the inning, and it brings up pinch hitter Aristides Aquino. One and
0: two, pitch to
1: Aquino from Burns. Struck him out.
0: Gassed him up with 95 on the outside corner. Two more strikeouts for Corbin Burns.
1: Five nothing into the sixth inning. Siano Perez, the new pitcher for the Reds, he puts up a zero in the sixth, but not so much in the seventh. First battery faces Christian Yelich. Brewers out to a five nothing
0: lead in this one, doubling up the Reds in the hit category. High drive, deep left center field. Aquino goes back. He looks up. Bye bye baseball. Yelich goes deep and the brewers extend the lead it's six to nothing
1: while corbin burns just continues to pitch well another new pitcher for the reds in the eighth inning this time it is sean doolittle he has a scoreless frame bottom of the eighth as Burns back out looking for a career high in innings pitch he had never thrown more than seven and a third innings in his career he gets to that when he strikes out Tyler Stevenson then he strikes out Mike Freeman for the second out that is a career long and then he once again faces off against Aquino
0: another career day for Burns one and two on Aquino here's the stretch of the pitch curveball got him looking He strikes out the side here in the eighth inning. Eight scoreless from the Brewers' all-star, Corbin
1: Burns, here in Cincinnati. For good measure, the Brewers would add two more runs in the ninth inning. New pitcher Tony Santillian, he gives up a base hit to Christian Yelich, who moves to second on a wild pitch. That actually really doesn't end up mattering, because the guy at the plate when the wild pitch occurred, Willie Adamas, does this. Three, 2 swing and a fly ball hit to right center very well
0: back warning track it is gone Willie Adamas strikes again
1: yeah it's the home run and that makes it an eight nothing game now the only question is can Corbin Burns complete the complete game nine inning shutout the Brewers had not had a pitcher throw nine innings since going back to uh, Jimmy Nelson on Father's Day in 2017. It had been even longer since a complete game, a shutout. Kyle Loa did it as the last Brewer. Uh, so we go to the ninth inning. Burns back out. First battery faces off against Jonathan India.
0: Eight in a row set down by Corbin Burns, and 11 of the last 12. The 2-2, ground ball to third. Easy play, Urias, he's got it, throws to first a little wide, but the big Rowdy Tellez able to stretch and get the out over at first base.
1: Yeah, first out recorded, but then that's when things start going a little bit haywire. Jesse Winker gets a base hit, then Joey Votto reaching on a uh, fielder's choice where there's a throwing error by Rowdy Telez trying to get the double play. Then Tyler Naquin gets a, uh, a base hit on a uh, play deep to second base where the play isn't made. So multiple plays not being made there in the ninth inning behind Burns. And with that, his day comes to an end. Angel Perdomo then comes in. First batter he faces off against Eugenio Suarez. He strikes out, so two outs, and brings up Tucker Barnhart.
0: Perdomo, a strike away from a shutout. The pitch home got him looking slider right down the middle it's an eight nothing shutout out of the cincinnati reds as the brewers come to the queen city of ohio and they
1: sweep the reds with the win, the brewers go to 56 and 39 the reds drop to 48 and 45 winning totals for milwaukee eight runs 11 hits one air they leave nine for cincinnati no runs five hits one air they leave six Winning pitcher Corbin Burns. He is five and four. The loss to Sonny Gray. He drops to two and five. Home runs. Christian Yelich his sixth. Willie Adamas his sixteenth. The game, lasting three hours and 21 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 29,001 at Great American Ballpark. Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. They complete the series sweep. We'll come back. We'll give you scores from around baseball, and we'll preview the upcoming series, a two-gamer against Kansas City, coming up on Tuesday. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 8-0. 8 nothing. Brewers get the win over the Reds. They sweep the three-game series. They take four of seven in the seven straight against the Reds, the four that were played. Uh, at American Family Field last weekend and the three being played at Great American Ballpark this weekend. Let's go ahead and tell you what else is going on in the National League Central. Right now they are in the bottom of the sixth inning in the desert. The Cubs and the Diamondbacks are even at two runs apiece. Zach Davies got the start for Chicago, went four and two-thirds, two runs on six hits, three strikeouts, and four walks. He will not factor into the decision. The uh, Pirates, they had a big lead. They put up a six spot in the bottom of the first inning against the Mets, but then uh, the Mets were able to slowly but surely come back. The Mets scored two runs in the ninth inning, and the Mets come up with a 7-6 win. That's a big win for the Mets, as it looked like they were really going to open up the door there in the National League East. And the Cardinals, they defeat the Giants today by a 2-1 score. Wade LeBlanc got the start for St. Louis. Five innings, one run on five hits, three strikeouts, one walk. Paul DeYoung hit a home run, his 13th of the year for St. Louis. Around the Brewers, minor league system, A Nashville hosting Louisville tonight. Lorenzo Kane scheduled to play an entire game. A doubleheader for Biloxi, they lose game one to Montgomery, 2-1. Game two is delayed in the bottom of the second. Biloxi leading 3-0. Hi, a Wisconsin losing at Peoria by a two at nothing score, and uh, then Carolina they win at Kanopolis ten three brewers back at it coming up on tuesday when they will take on kansas city that game has been moved to a 3 first pitch that means coverage will begin at 235 they move the game to make way for everybody to be able to watch game six of the nba finals eric lauer is scheduled to get the start coming up on tuesday so once again brewers baseball next coming your way on tuesday 235 for the broadcast here on wtmj